Welcome to podcast number 41, Defining a Pattern of Apostasy. Scriptural patterns from the past serve as a sure guide to how things will pan out in the future, especially at the end of the world. Names may change and circumstances may vary, but, quote, the thing that hath been, it is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done, and there is no new thing under the sun. Ecclesiastes 1.9 In the history of his people, God has provided, quote, a pattern in all things that you may not be deceived. If there will be an end of the world, of the current celestial order, it will be on account of its inhabitants' iniquity being full or no longer redeemable collectively by an appeal to repentance. In the case of Isaiah, Jeremiah, and other prophets, it is the wickedness of God's covenant people that acts as the catalyst of a worldwide calamity. As with Israel's northern kingdom of the ten tribes, whose people were slain or taken captive by Assyria, so it is with Israel's southern kingdom of the Jews, who were slain or taken captive by Babylon. In either case, God raised up a world power from the north that conquered the ancient world and wasted his people. The pattern is the same. When his people apostatize, God raises up a militaristic power that succeeds in conquering the world and slaying or taking captive his covenant people. As with Lehi in the Book of Mormon, God saves only a small remnant from disaster, those who have the spirit of prophecy. Among these in the Old Testament was Jeremiah himself, as we learn from his being taken into Egypt in a subsequent fable journey to Ireland. What was the wickedness the prophet complained of that might serve as a type and shadow of the wickedness of God's end-time people? Says Jeremiah, quote, They that handle the law knew me not. The pastors also transgressed against me, and the prophets prophesied by Baal, and walked after things that do not profit. Have the nation changed their gods, which are no gods? Thine own wickedness shall correct thee, and thy backsliding shall reprove thee. Know therefore that it is an evil thing and bitter that thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God, and that my fear is not in thee. Where are thy gods that thou hast made thee? Let them arise if they can save thee in the time of trouble, for according to the number of thy cities are thy gods. In spite of God's people changing gods from the God of Israel, whom they no longer knew, to the false gods of the world, wealth, fashions, power, popularity, and so forth, they nevertheless assumed that they were still righteous. Quote, Thou sayest, because I am innocent, surely his anger shall turn from me. Behold, I will plead with thee, because thou sayest, I have not sinned. Wasn't this the same response Laman and Lemuel gave in Jeremiah's day, when they declared, quote, We know that the people who were in the land of Jerusalem were a righteous people, for they kept the statutes and judgments of the Lord, and all his commandments according to the law of Moses. Wherefore we know that they are a righteous people, and our Father has judged them. Isn't that the same kind of response people get today, should they question whether we as a church have need to repent, that all isn't what appears or what comes down from the pulpit? Can we as a people truly say we haven't changed God's, that we are living the fullness of the gospel, not only its basic principles, so that we verily know the Lord personally, not just know about him? When we compare our lifestyle today with the lives of the saints of the gospel's restoration, can we say that our sacrifices equal theirs, that revelations and miracles from God among us match theirs, or that our religion hasn't morphed into a shadow of what it once was because the cares of the world have diverted us from the things of God? Rather, our sins today have an uncanny resemblance to those in Jeremiah's day 
on the eve of Nebuchadnezzar's conquest of the ancient world. Adultery, fornication, casual divorce and remarriage. Idolatry, false worship, theft, graft, lying words, defamation, temple unworthiness, forgetting God, forsaking God, getting rich, worshipping the works of men's hands, perverting the right way of the Lord, following the imaginations of the heart, walking in false paths, bearing false witness, following human counsel, trusting in the arm of flesh, persecuting the righteous, and so forth. Covenant curses that overtake God's people as a consequence of these transgressions take the form of suffering, rejection, dismay, shame, drought, famine, lack of joy, wretchedness, execration, fear, agony, no peace, war, evils, scattering, disinheritance, desolation, death, captivity, bereavement, defeat, destruction, terror, dispossession, falling prey to wild animals, receiving no burial, and so forth. As a type of God's end-time servant, Jeremiah suffers persecution in opposition to his mission of calling God's people to repent on the eve of a great calamity. Quote, I am in derision daily. Everyone mocketh me. For since I spake, I cried out. I cried violence and spoil, because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me, and a derision daily. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in mine heart as a burning fire, shut up in my bones, and I was weary of forbearing, and I could not stay. For I heard the defaming of many, fear on every side. Report, they say, and we will report it. All my familiars watched for my halting, saying, Peradventure he will be enticed, and we shall prevail against him, and we shall take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me as a mighty terrible one, therefore my persecutors shall stumble, and they shall not prevail. They shall be greatly ashamed, for they shall not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten. Unquote. In the end, the Lord gives his people, quote, into the hand of the king of Babylon, he shall carry them captive into Babylon, and shall slay them with the sword. Jeremiah's pattern of God's people's apostasy thus resembles Isaiah's and contains many scriptural precedents that are applicable today. Thank you for listening. Catch you next time. Music